<laughs> All right. Glory to God. I love that thumbnail. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> so let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. I think it's verse 1 and 2, talking about running the race. So if you know that we just finished in context, they just talked about Hebrews 11, which is the Hall of Fame of Faith. Yeah. And then it says, uh, considering all these people who did the right things, going in verse 1, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of wit witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance. And that means every weight, anything uh, that would hinder us. Mm -hmm. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Yeah. So if there's anything that will tangle us up, if there's anything that will, you know, take us to the ground, like math, you know. <laughs> lay it aside. Yeah, lay it aside. <laughs> there you go. There's your word. If I'll it's, take it. it's not, it's not, but... I know. Some people would jump on that right now. My faith like, was real. It's biblical. <laughs> it, it entangles me. I don't want it. Bye-bye math. Right. <laughs> and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, so one of the things that we want to do is we want to consider Jesus. We want to set our eyes on him. So imagine this. Imagine that Jesus had in his mind Okay, I've gotten to the cross. I've never sinned. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. And doesn't finish the death on the cross. Yeah. What would happen? What would happen at that point? If he felt like, hey, I've lived a whole life, 33 years, no sin, and he felt like he had arrived, right? What would happen at that moment? Nobody would be born again, yeah. and we would be in... in our, our fate would be an eternity of hell. Yeah. We would not be saved. We would not be in the family of God because he had taken a wrong mindset and a rival mentality and felt like, well, I've done enough. I've, it, it's enough, mm -hmm. right? Um, imagine this. Imagine that he had a thought that, um, okay, for example, if I live a life without sin, then... And, you know, I never have to actually pay a price of death, right? So when you go into Philippians, it actually says he became humble even until, even to the humility and the obedience of death. Yeah. The obedience of death. Imagine if he had set an arrival point that, yes, he would be per persecuted. Yes, he would be talked about. He might even be beat. But the Lord would never lead me to die, mm -hmm. right? And so the arrival point for him was not that. Now he gets to that place, and the Holy Ghost is saying, no, you have to go to the cross. Yeah. No, you have to go to the cross. What you've done so far is not enough. In other words, in his mind, imagine Jesus, if he wrongfully had an arrival point in his mentality, and he wrongfully thought, I'll never have to actually die. Right. Okay. Then I don't have to go to that length. Then it would have been very tempting for him to stop right there, mm -hmm. to stop right at that moment. And you see this struggle actually going on in him in the garden right. where he's saying, I don't want to do this. Is, Father, is there any other way not my way, yeah. but yours be done. So with, even with having, without having an arrival mentality, he still had a temptation and a struggle right. that he handled perfectly and beautifully, but he still had to deal with it. Imagine if in his mind he had created a picture, an arrival point that was short of the cross and the grave. Yeah. How much more would that struggle? Do you think that, okay, maybe Jesus wouldn't have fallen for that. He wouldn't have had the arrival mentality in the first place because he would have been unbiased. Yeah. Okay? He would have been unbiased. 
But do you think that we could possibly fail and fall if we think and set up an arrival mentality that's short of the goal? Y yes. <laughs> Without question. Yeah. And so one of the things what we're talking about today is how an arrival mentality can completely kill your vision and your increase. Yeah. How an arrival mentality can completely kill that. An arrival mentality basically is thinking that things are going to be one way but not actually getting our direction from God or yeah. from the Holy Ghost. So we set up in the framework of our mind that it will go a certain way or we will arrive at a certain point and then we're done, mm -hmm. all of these things. Instead of instilling inside of ourselves, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. So instead of building character and making it a part of ourselves, we actually, and saying this is who I am, we make it an arrival point so that we can knock it out of the way, be done with it, and we'll never have to face it again. So yeah. one of the great examples of this is faith. So I, I personally, and this was a mistake that I lived in, in for years, I constantly believed that I could get to a place in my faith where, it, and watch this, It'll, it's always e supposed to be easy and light to our spirit man. Mm -hmm. But our spirit man and our flesh man are always at war with each other, the Bible teaches us. So I believed, and I'd set up this arrival point and this arrival mentality that someday I would get to the place in my faith where my flesh would be easy, where right. it would be easy for my flesh. And because of that, I was constantly frustrated. I kept beating myself up because I never arrived at that place. Right. And, and I had this, it's like I had this goal. If I can keep studying faith, hope, and love, I'll get to this place where things just work. And it was a false arrival point. It was a, a wrong arrival mentality, and I was really frustrated with it. And the Lord brought this to me, and he said, he said, um, you're, you were never called to produce one giant perfect fruit of faith. Faith was supposed to be on you, and faith is who you are. Right. In other words, you're going to need faith for the rest of eternity because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you arrived at a place where it was easy on your flesh, then you would, the reason it would be easy is because you could see it all and you would be able to see it all. And he says, at what point is faith seen first? Yeah. It's never seen first. Faith is faith because you trust when you can't see, the evidence of things not seen. And so I was trying to get to this place where I, it would be easy on my flesh, which was unattainable. And I had set up an arrival point, and I was constantly frustrated. And the truth was, I was getting very discouraged, and it was causing me to come off my task. So when the Lord showed me that, I'm not calling you to be a tree that produces one giant fruit of faith, you know, where I struggle to produce this perfect fruit, you know. No, the, all, every limb of my life is designed to have the fruit of faith yeah. and, and other things as well. But this is what he used as an example. When I saw that, you would think, well, you went from arriving at a place to becoming something. Yeah. All right. I don't, it's almost illogical, but it took the pressure off. It took the pressure completely off me. And now I wasn't discouraged. I was encouraged. I was like, oh, I can become a person of faith. I'll always need faith. I'll always need to apply, and it will always be found on me. Yeah. And when I hit that place, it's like it became easy. But before that, I could tell you vision was sleep, uh, um, slipping away. Vision was slipping away because I was being discouraged because I, I didn't feel like I was arriving where yeah. I had put it, and the issue was it wasn't God's arrival point, it was mine. Yeah. I had biased my journey. I had biased, and one of the things he says here is fix your eyes on Jesus. Let, in other words, let the Holy Ghost show you how to, to run, show you where to run. Yeah. Let him show you uh, those markers, but it's not an arrival point. There's some other traps we'll talk about, but go yeah. ahead. Well, 
you know, when Pastor Pastor actually first taught this when I first moved here, and anytime he's taught on this, this is the immediate visual that pops into my head is, have you ever been on a treadmill before? And, you know, maybe you set your distance for a mile yeah. and there's that blinking light that's like, oh, you've run 10% of the mile. Oh, here's 20% of the mile. And it just keeps flashing. That's math, by the way. It is math. Yeah. But I knew what that one was because <laughs> running is super. Um, so I knew what each one meant. But it's, that's the visual I have in my head when pastor talks because when you get to that 10% marker like if you're running in a race the parts where the water are your flesh wants that to turn into rest time like oh I accomplished 10% oh I accomplished 20% I've done 30% how good is that and really what a rival mentality is is either it, it, it really is just thinking I've achieved enough and now I can relax. Mm -hmm. I've achieved enough and now I've earned a break. I've earned a rest. It's like, you know those memes that they'll put up online that's like, you know, it's the weirdest thing. I had a bottle of water today and I still weigh the same as I did yesterday. Like (laughs) it's one of the the arrival mentality is like the crash diet sort of a thing of I ate so well today, tomorrow I am going to look amazing. And there's there's a, a process in it. Arrival thinks I've done good enough, I can stop. I can drop my guard, I can take a pause. It, and a good way to say that, and I've, I've written out some is, we're looking for a place where we can stop being godly. Yeah. Our flesh is looking for a place where we don't have to apply godliness. Mm-hmm. And see, it's motivated from the flesh, mm-hmm. not from the spirit. Mm-hmm. And the flesh is looking for a place where it goes, Whew, I was tired of being put down. I was tired of that person submitting me. Yeah. That's what the flesh is looking. So because of that and because our world is corrupt, it's always looking for those moments. If you recognize that your flesh is always looking for arrival points so that it can stop, if you recognize that, then you'll realize what you need to do. Well, and for me, this was, there was a whole, as Pastor said, a whole series on stinking thinking. This is the one that stuck out to me most because it's the one I had done the most. And it's because I relied on myself as my source instead of relying on God. So what I would do is I would think, I can do this for like a month. I can do this for a couple months. That's doable. I'm okay. And I'd, you know, fasting. Instead of becoming yeah Yeah. like fasting i'd done i think the longest fast i'd ever done was 21 days and when the lord asked me to do a 40-day fast i was really intimidated because i didn't think i was capable of doing it yeah and it it truly goes down to who's your source you know in a run instead of stopping at that checkpoint if Jesus is your source, you realize he's going to show me how to run. He's going to show me I can run, and it's his strength. But when yeah. it's me, I want to stop short because that seems hard. Yeah. Let me read these these three phases of arrival mentality. And like I said, we're going to do this in more depth. But I want to talk specifically about vision. So arrival mentality, three phases of arrival mentality from a race, like if you're running a race. The fir- first phase is... I have arrived. In other words, you arrive at a flesh-based checkpoint instead of the end. Yeah. So your arrival point is different from the end. Yeah. Um, Many people will never hit the vision and the destiny for their life because they've set up arrival points as as their end instead of what God says. So constantly God's trying to pull them here, but in their mind they've set it, they've set success here. And so they never will reach for the greatness and it'll completely kill vision because their arrival point is different from God's end of the race. Yeah. All right. So, so number one, I have arrived. I have Put it arrived. in the comments. Two, the second phase is I want to arrive mm-hmm. or I'm working on arriving. Um, This is a checkpoint that becomes the end. I want to arrive. I have arrived, so in other words, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I want to arrive. In other words, I'm I'm working on getting to an end point that God didn't say. You know, the first one says, I'm done. The second one says, I want to be done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The third one is, someday I'm going to arrive. Okay. 
you keep looking for the end that is really nowhere near. Mm -hmm. In other words, so now you're wasting time looking, trying to, your flesh is trying to find something to it, uh, to end. Someday I'm going to arrive. And uh, so, you know, the first one is I'm done. The second one is I want to be done. The third one is I'm looking for a place to be done. All of those are going to actually stop you yep. in vision. Yep. All of those are going to stop short of the vision, and that's why we can't afford that mentality. So, again, the first one is I want to be done. The second, or the first one is I am done. The second one is I want to be done. And the third one is I'm looking for the place to be done. Yeah. All of those will cut short vision. Yeah. And so we have to. I said, um, I wrote this down. Arrival mentality can be very frustrating because you think you have conquered something before, but then you face it again. Mm -hmm. So you think you're done. <laughs> there no, was it's much good. laughter in the yeah. room. Like, oh. It's like, oh, I thought I handled this. Well, don't you know that there's layers of this? So, for example, like with faith. Man, I originally grabbed a hold of faith, thought I was in faith, and then all of a sudden I went to pray for something, and, and it didn't produce. And yeah. I realized either God's lying or, or there's some doctrine that I'm unaware of, mm -hmm. or I'm not in faith. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the least common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here. I'm not in faith. And so that's the, that arrival mentality, looking for the point to be done, is where many people come up with false doctrines, yep. thinking that it's God, because they think, surely I should be done right here. Well, and honestly, this particular trap is one of the traps, I, in my opinion, that creates people disconnecting from their shepherds. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked to pastors about this once. I don't need to talk to them again about it. <laughs> I've already, t yeah. we've already discussed this. I yeah. know everything they'll say. That's arrival mentality, thinking that you don't need to talk to your shepherds. That's an arrival mentality, thinking yeah. that you can do this walk of faith on your own. That's an arrival mentality. Oh, yeah. I'm at such a degree in faith that I need no input. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, Barrett. I, you know, as you're talking, I'm, I don't remember what it was, but I remember there was a point where I used to like get in this condemnation trap because I don't remember what it was that I was working out. You probably, you may, but it's like you would tell me it and then I'd put faith on it. I'd make some changes and you'd bring it back up to me again. And it's like, I would just beat myself up all of the time. Cause like pastors yeah. already talked to me about this and now he's having to talk to me about it again. And I yeah. suck. Like there was lots of that so, whole. So you can it. see, you can see where that arrival mentality yeah was putting you in such condemnation, and I wasn't applying condemnation no. towards you at all. No. Like, because I, I know there's different levels. I know there's layers to it. Yeah. I know that there's revelation. So I wasn't putting, but you were thinking yeah. that I was having it, and you were putting it on yourself. So it was blowing up yeah. your race. Well, and I hold, like, I try to hold myself to the standard of the word. So in my opinion, if you give me a directive, I need to jump on that directive. Yeah. So I'd hear a follow-up and it's, well, junk. I just, I missed that. And finally, the Lord helped pastor get to the root of it for me. And it was, you have been working on this. You have been applying yeah. faith toward it. There's just some more that you need to do. I, yeah. And I didn't yeah. realize, oh, I thought that I had arrived in handling it. And it's just deeper levels yeah. of it. And, you know, uh, Buddy said, been there. Serena said, those moments are fun. They are. I understand. <laughs> and, uh, but see, they're not fun because we've established them. Yeah. The issue is where we thought we had achieved gets blown apart by truth. Yeah. And the issue is our flesh is the one that constructed that false arrival point. Yep. And so when we, and when we allow the Holy Ghost to give us and talk to us, then we stay on course and we can complete our vision. This you know, again, arrival mentality, I'll say it again, arrival mentality can be very frustrating because you think you've conquered something before, but then you face it again. Mm -hmm. I wrote this, arrival mentality ultimately stems from not taking your race strategies and your goals from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So when we establish biasedly, 
certain arrival points, then all of a sudden we don't realize we're already setting ourselves up for failure if we allow our flesh to set them. Yeah. If we allow the Holy Ghost to set them, they're always going to be right. Yeah. So I've watched as people multiple times that people are working on something and uh, let's say that, you know, let, let's say that I'm working on my English, you know, my, <laughs> my English. All right. Let's say that I'm working on that, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I'm trying to correct my grammar. I'm trying to correct all of these things. Yeah. And then you come by and say, oh, Pastor Brian, I really appreciated how well you spoke the other day. That grammar was so good. It has happened. And then I go, <laughs> and then I go, oh, I've arrived. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, I'm there. I, it, yes. But am I really there? Am I really done? No. No. <laughs> you didn't have to be so happy to no, tell like, me no. Uh, that, that's not what I'm meaning. This topic makes me laugh so hard because every single topic, it's, oh, Barrett, you've done all yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> so you're talking about you thinking can, Yeah, you can see how uh, we can set up this point where our, see, our flesh in that moment would be like, grab a hold of that word, mark it down yeah. as a victory, I'm done racing. Yep. At what point in this Christian walk are you done racing? Never. And that's the end of the discussion. See, that's the issue. See, you tomorrow. see instead <laughs> of wanting to be a racer, mm -hmm. we want to be done. Yeah. Instead of wanting to be running the race, we want to be finished. Instead of wanting to be, watch, instead of wanting to be uh, healthy, yeah. we want to eat junk food. Instead of wanting to ex be in good health by exercising, we want to do it for a period of time and then take a break. Yeah. You know, instead of just being in shape and in health. And, and granted, see, this, this goes over into so many different areas of our life. Instead of, we don't want to be in shape, we just want to be slim. Yeah. Where everybody can see us as slim. We don't want to actually eat good food. We just want to look that way. So we'll do what it takes to look that way so we can have our little vacation times back towards food. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we, we, instead of actually being faithful, we want to arrive at a place where we can forget about it and stop having to worry about being faithful. Yeah. Right. Yes. And we have to, these are all things that we've done. And so instead of building character, we just want a check mark. Yeah. And that's an arrival. Well, all of those things will stop you from hitting your destiny and hitting yeah. your vision. And that happens. That's a mentality that is pushed in this world. And it's a mentality that's pushed by our flesh, but it's not pushed in the word. Yeah. He's saying, you need to become this. You need to become like Jesus as he is, so are you in this world. Be holy as I am holy, right? Yeah. Walk uprightly. He's, he's not withholding any good thing for those who walk uprightly. In other words, he's not wanting us to just come to an arrival point. Right. He's wanting us to be him. Yeah. To be like him, to walk like him, think like him, talk like him. That means I don't just go on a diet. My life is this way, right. right? I don't just exercise when I get heavier. My life is a life of exercise. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just mean that I, you, that I study my Bible when I need help. Right. I am a studier of the Bible, yep. right? I am one that studies to show myself approved. That's who I am. It's ongoing all the time. Yeah. So you can see how this arrival mentality will throw you know, all of us in. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, that's why I don't diet, Pastor. I don't want to be overly attractive. <laughs> oh, boy. You don't care about it. You've got no, pr <laughs> no pride there about that at all, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so funny. I felt that one. <laughs> That's what he's saying. So good. He's like, yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm not in pride, so I just don't have to eat well. <laughs> That's awesome. I love his humor. Uh, buddy, Joni said, preach. 
And so now listen, I, we're, we're actually not going to go very long today, yeah. but I, that's the point. Yeah. I want you to see the point. It's already as strong as there. What questions do you have about, about things you're facing? And, uh, well, and as questions come up, you, you made a point this past Sunday in church, paraphrasing it, you know, we've been talking about increase for months now, increase, vision, all these things. If you want the increase of God in your life, you've got to submit that part of your life to the Lord. And arrival mentality will squash that. So for me, for example, one of the things I would do is in public, I was, I had, I had done a good job in public of putting on the fruit of the spirit. Like to everybody else, they would say that I had arrived, had arrived yeah. years ago, like back a few years ago. One of the things that I was doing is I would come home after being with everybody yeah. and at home I was being a butt to George. And one of the things that you brought up to me was why are you doing this? And what it came back to in my mind was I thought I had earned a break when I got home. I had done a good job out with That's everybody. That's a great example. I did great in public. I didn't cuss out people. I, I led people to the Lord. I prayed for people. Look at what I did. And yet at home, I could relax. Didn't matter what I did at home because and, that's my home. And be the real you. Correct. But the problem was the real you needed help. Correct. And work. And, and that was the issue is, you know, it's like, so in other words, everything you did out in public was fake. Yeah. You know, it was not really at your heart because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. You know? And so out of your core. And so ultimately you had set up an arrival point that deceived you. Mm -hmm thinking that you had arrived. Yeah. Well, and what I just said was an indicator in my brain. It was my house, my free time, yeah. my rest point. And the Lord challenged me of why is it yours and not mine? If yeah. you're mine, why is your home not mine? Yeah. Why is your free time not mine? Why is all this time you're spending watching crappy TV? Why is that not mine? Why is your attitude toward your husband right now not mine? And the truth was, I thought I'd earned it. I did such a good job out there <laughs> that when I got home, I'd earned a break. I'd earned to just rest. And George can figure out through my attitude that I love him. No, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't demonstrating love toward him. I was demonstrating contempt because yeah. I'd stopped being fruitful. It yeah. wasn't in me and I needed to get it in me, which required perseverance, allowing the Lord to transform me, intimacy with him. And that was a cost that yeah. I needed to count. So what would have happened had you not recognized that, recognized the arrival mentality and not changed it? You would have never seen me on the broadcast. <laughs> no, you would, have, you, you would have stopped being that. Eventually you would have gone backwards. Yeah. And you would have never, you would have never grabbed a hold of your destiny and yeah. your vision. You, the, the, you have gifts, but your gifts would have tried to make room for you, yeah. but you wouldn't have been able to stay there because your character was there because your arrival mentality had sabotaged you, yeah. right? And so it's one of those things where, and I remember praying even before that, before you and George actually got married, because I was watching it happen. I was watching the, the face in front, mm -hmm. but not the heart behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was part of the reason, and we've talked about it before, but that was part of the reason why when we would, I would correct you, you would say, okay, and then run because you didn't yeah. want that. You didn't want that to be seen as weakness yeah. when you would you know, have to face those issues. And so you would fix on the surface, but not fix at depth. Mm -hmm. And so you thought, as long as I can control the surface, then I've arrived, yeah. right? And so I started asking the Lord, I said, why? Um, I said, why is that, you know, what's going on with her? Like, I need your wisdom to help me. Yeah. And, he, and he showed me, he said, she's fixing the surface, but she's not fixing the root. I was band-aiding it. Yeah, yeah, you were putting the band-aid on so it would stop the bleeding and people wouldn't see the blood. Yeah. But you weren't actually digging down to the root of it. And yeah. as soon as you started, everything changed. Uh, but it's one of those things where we have to make sure that we 
are not setting up these false arrival points in our lives or else it's going to be we're going to condemn ourselves it's going to deceive us we're going to be discouraged and like what i just said with you you would have never, never. you would have never achieved your vision and destiny mm -hmm. by not by doing it that way you had to stop and crush that arrival yeah. point and see here's another issue pride sets up the arrival points because we want to hold up a trophy yeah well and that's so. what i'd done like i had a checklist basically that i'd created and why because there was stuff in my past that i wasn't particularly pleased with so when i saw the lord moving moved in faith across the country by myself check good job being a christian yeah you know being made a leader at the church check good job being a christian me being made the youth leader check like i had all these things that yeah. because they'd happened it was i'm doing so well and i deceived myself in thinking that i had my stuff together because all of these things had happened instead of choosing to face reality that it was the lord's grace and his mercy that were putting me in those positions but there's stuff that needed to happen and the checklist of, of of taking praise and taking good things and dwelling on them like yes dwell on things worthy of praise but it's not you who does them it's the lord yeah it's we have to see that it's him that empowers us and we're not called to just arrive but to be yeah we're called to be and uh, we don't it doesn't need we don't need just surface items. We need it to be at our core. Yeah. And if it's not at our core, it'll never fully be on the surface as well. And all it'll be doing is selling a false version. It's yeah. just, a, it, it's like if you went to a store and you bought some furniture that looked really nice and you get it home and you peel back the layer of the furniture and it's all rotten, cheap plywood underneath or something, rotten rotten wood that's no quality whatsoever. That's that's what Jesus was saying about the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. You know, you you whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones, you know. In other words, so an arrival mentality is very dangerous and it's one of those things that you want to avoid. You yeah. want and like I said, pride Pride really wants us to have these arrival points so we can hold it up and say youth leader, you know, on leadership team of the church. We can hold up all these things and show it like a trophy. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's not even that we're showing it to other people. We're showing to it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, like look at, I feel good. It, what it does is, and watch this, you feel good about what you've accomplished mm -hmm. instead of feeling good about whose you are. Mm -hmm. In other words, our source of feeling good comes from these arrival points instead of finding our identity in yeah. Christ, which is an even deeper issue there. Yeah. So uh, we, and many, well, hear this, many preachers and pastors do this every Sunday. Mm -hmm. They sense the flow of the anointing and the Holy Ghost for the people, and they think that they're anointed, mm -hmm. not realizing the anointing that they're receiving and flowing through them is solely mercy for the people, yeah. regardless of their pastor. Yep. Because their pastor's not carrying it. So, this, and I've had that happen. I've had mercy flow through me that wasn't anointing on me. Yeah. And, and it feels different, but it still feels good because you're touching the anointing for a second. But what we're actually in love with is the feeling of, of that anointing flowing, not in love with Jesus. Yeah. And that's the issue. So we need to, and you know, Buddy asked, how do we do this? I think the key is, Set it in your heart with resolve. I don't just need to take these actions. It needs to become who I am. Mm -hmm. Christ-likeness is not just an action for a period of time. It's an action for the rest of time. Yeah. Christ-likeness is not just an action for a period of time. It's an action for the rest of time. It's who you are. Yeah. It should be. It should be who we're becoming. It's not an arrival point. Please put that in the comments. I, I think I hear tapping on keyboard, so I'm hoping that's going in there. All right, so, yeah, buddy put this, we mentioned this yesterday. He, it says, nevertheless, I don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. 
but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven in Luke 10, 20. Another reference of that is Re uh, Revelation 2, 4 and 5, or 1 through 5, where the church of Ephesus is doing all these great works, but God says, none of that matters. I will remove you if you don't get back in fellowship with yeah. me. In other words, if this is not who you are, I don't care about your works. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, so can you see where, you know, that arrival mentality really has a lot to do with religion and a spirit of religion? Yeah. So, amen. Let's look at these questions that they asked. Buddy said, how do I not do that, not set arrival points? Well, you want to work on the core and not just on the surface. And you want to yield yourself uh, to the leading of somebody who has done it before you as well. Mm -hmm. Let them open your eyes to it because it's kind of like, I know like Buddy and Serena and I, we were talking about this some last night and we've talked about it before. But I think what's happening right now is they're seeing this on a different level. Yeah. And the reason they're seeing it on a different level is because the Holy Ghost has given us wisdom and they're sitting and they're humbly listening to a leader mm -hmm. that's been there, done that, and sees the sees what mistakes are there and sees those pieces and lets the Holy Ghost shine the light on. But it's not that our flesh sits there and is like, oh, joy, I, let me, yeah, correct me. You know, our flesh doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not what it, our flesh sitting there going like, this stinks. I don't want to hear this. I'm not where I thought I was. You know, your flesh fights that. But yeah. you put that flesh down and you let those uh, that mentality be broken, and it'll be awesome. Well, you, you've said it in a roundabout way this whole time, but the key, I think a lot of it has to do with hunger and humility. That's the yeah. key to everything in the It kingdom. really is. Yeah. In a rival mentality, a lot of it is you're comparing your situation to something else. Like, I can rest point. because it's better than what it was. Yeah. I can rest because I'm doing better than somebody else. Someone's down here, but I'm here. Yeah. But hunger and humility, we look to Jesus as our comparison. And yeah. when we're comparing ourselves to the standard of Christ, we'll never arrive. Yeah. Like, if Jesus is our end goal here on the earth, we're never going to yeah. arrive and we're yeah. going to need faith. So we may be doing better than somebody, but to Jesus, when's the last time you raised the dead? Yeah. When's the last time, you know, there's always more to grow into. And even if you do look like Jesus, he said you can do greater things than he can. Yeah, and you'll do these and greater. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we have a thing, you know, the app. The, the GPS app, it allows you to record your voices. And uh, it, one of the things it says is, you know, record a message when you've arrived. Mm -hmm. And so literally the kids and Nicole put on there, you've arrived, but really, do we ever? <laughs> you know, and it's a reminder that, no, we just keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, we just keep going. And uh, it's one, think about that comparison, though. So let's say that you're building the youth. And you saw somebody before build the youth, get to this level, and then they kind of sat back in their chair, you know, throughout the week. They let it run. They built the teams up and everything, and you saw them relaxing. And then so now you're called to build the youth. You get to the place. You get to that same place where they do, and now all of a sudden you feel like you've arrived. And so what do you do? You sit back. You sit back, you, you don't do as much, you do the same thing. The issue is you've set them as an arrival point instead of God, and now what is in front of you to do greater things, you just buried your talent yeah. because you're comparing yourself to somebody else, comparing your race to somebody else's yeah. race. Instead of at that moment looking to Jesus, you were just looking for a moment where you could sit still and go on a break, yeah. right? Instead of looking to Jesus, Jesus saying, am I done? What happens now? Yeah. What do you want me to do right now? And so what in, in essence happens is you make the example of another Lord instead of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. And so all of these, I feel like we're like, Johnny said, Johnny said after impact on Tuesday, he said, I took my shoes off, made sure my toes are still there. They're <laughs> still there, praise God. I feel like we're kind of like that today, so I'm not trying to add any more. You get the point. Yeah, I'm smirking because that's what I did, like yeah. at different points in leading the youth. But it wasn't even a, I had built it up to such a level. It was, I got the title, and I'm like, oh, I can relax now. I've arrived because I got the title of it. 
a perfect example. Titles are not a rival. No, that's the, that's the beginning of service. Yeah. <laughs> that's the beginning of work. Um, you know, that's, it ministries work, yeah. you know, and being a Christian is work, not toil. It should be easy and light to yeah. your spirit, man, but to your flesh, your flesh won't always like it. Ministry and being Christ-like is work. Yeah. All right, so Serena says, how do you make sure you don't get an arrival mentality while you are growing in vision? Well, here's the beautiful thing about God is if you're paying attention to God and you're actually increasing and not believing a false doctrine of false humility of stagnation, mm -hmm. if you're believing for increase, increased vision is always going to put a, a new goal in front of you. And so a lot of times, because we can't see far enough, we think that we're done racing. Yeah. You know, so increase vision in itself, when you believe God for increase, and, and this is why thinking big is so important. This is why Jesus kept increasing, because it constantly shows you where the next goal is, where the next marker is. It's not an arrival point, but it's the next uh, part of the vision that will be achieved. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, it'll help you to recognize uh, you know, that you're going forward. I, I would say at the standard, I think in our conversation last night, I would say where we are now as a church is where in the past I would have felt like I could relax more. Okay, where we are right now as a church, I would feel like we could relax more. But the issue is, the truth of the matter is now, because vision has increased and we're here, I literally feel like we are just starting. Yeah. Barely. Barely starting. Yeah. And there is so much more in front of me. Now I feel like we just got revved up. Mm -hmm. We just warmed up our muscles. Now let's see what, see what this thing can do, you know? And so... Uh, at one point, I would have been pleased with this before I knew about arrival mentality. Now, there's no way I'm pleased you know, with that. I'm happy with where we've come, and I give God praise for it. But am I content to sit here and bury right. our talents at this place? No. Right. No, and the truth be told, if I did that, it would go backwards. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think if you're growing in vision, growing in vision is a key to actually bringing you out of an arrival mentality because it'll draw you, it'll pull you. I think the key is give yourself to not settle. Yeah. Give yourself to not settle and not grow weary in well-doing. Uh, give yourself to keep running the race. Know that there's always a race in front of you as long as you're on this earth and that uh, it, there's not places to settle. See, when you actually turn your thinking from I'm going to do something and then break and do something and then break. Now, I'm not talking about small items. You need to take a vacation each year. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about overall in the span of life, people think that they're going to get to a certain place in their job and their salary, and then they can just coast. Mm -hmm. When you turn your thinking from being a, a coaster or a settler to being someone that's always driving forward, running your race, when that shifts inside of you and you just accept the responsibility, this would be the key, accept the responsibility to run your race and don't stop. Accept the responsibility to run your race and don't stop. Yeah. Accept that responsibility. When you accept that, your thinking changes. Now you are all in. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Even if you tell me to, you know, don't stop. So when you change that thinking, um, your whole mindset and your whole actions change because you're not looking for a break. Mm -hmm. You're just looking. You And watch this. Here's, here's the other thing. You recognize that your strength, see a lot of people, they, they want an arrival point because their strength, they're actually doing everything under their own power. Right. And when you actually will receive the grace of God to run because you put on an anti-rival mentality, Lord, I can't do this without you. I've got to have you. Now you actually open up the floodgates yeah. of God's power to empower you to do things you didn't ever, you never thought were uh, doable. Yeah. You never thought you could do. So 
You're right, exactly, Kevin. There is no such thing as retirement in Christianity. Yeah. Absolutely right. He is 100% right on that. That was one of the mentalities and stinking thinking was retirement mentality. Mm-hmm. All right, another one is lottery mentality. So we'll get we'll get into they're so all fun. of that. Yeah, they were they're good ones. Okay, so Johnny said, how do you make sure you're running a marathon and not a hundred yard dash? Allow your vision, what we just said, allow your vision to be increased. Shift your thinking uh, from you empowering yourself to God empowering yourself and shift your thinking to I'll never stop racing. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you do that, you'll stop looking for the short uh, arrival point. Kevin Buck said, okay, you stepped on every one of my toes twice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Kevin Nowicki said, Barrett, get out of my mailbox. <laughs> Nicole, why do we need a break? If it's who we are, it's easy and light. So mm-hmm. you see, the issue is we don't know how to receive easy and light in the middle of a storm. We haven't learned to trust him in the middle of harshness against our flesh. And because of that, the easy and light is a major revelation. So, amen. I don't think there were any other question questions. But he said, uh, Luke, well, we read that. Don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you or what you can do or the arrival points that you've had or what's been given to you. Rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven, that you are there. In other words, stop looking at the arrival points and look at who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. No more questions. Mm-mm. I didn't see any. Oh, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah started. She's like, kind of like Monopoly. Keep passing. Go. Don't let arrival mentality keep you in jail. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Just like that. We have a thumbnail for whenever we do. <laughs> I love it. Amen. Well, we hope that this has been a blessing to yeah. you today. If you would like to sow, uh, you can go to giveww.org. Uh, cash app, you can do uh, cash tag, give WW, or Facebook, you can type in the comments, hashtag donate followed by the amount. Uh, text to give, uh, the Bitcoin, PayPal, uh, you can do any of that, uh, and we praise God for you. See, a lot of times, you know, think about this in arrival mentality with our offerings, right? Our offerings will get into an arrival mentality. Well, now I'm giving. Yeah. You know, $25 at every service. And we, and we think that we've arrived. Now I'm giving $50 every service. You yeah. know? Now I'm giving $100 every service. I've arrived. You've just begun. Mm-hmm. That's not the, is that the depths of God? No. So we need to believe God for an increase. And see, that arrival mentality, if you have arrival mentality in your sowing, then you're going to have a rival mentality in your harvest. You see, you're going to get to the place where your harvest is completely limited because a rival mentality said that's all there was to sow. Because he says that you will reap what you sow. The the one who sows bountifully and cheerfully, he will reap bountifully and cheerfully. And so if you get into an arrival mentality in your sowing, you immediately stop your harvest. It'll never go any further. Matter of fact, it will go backwards because you'll get to the place of covetousness. So that's why we increase. We believe God for increase. And even in our sowing on daily things and and throughout the week, Lord, how do you want? I'm believing you for seed. And I want you to get this point. I want you to see this. Most people look at sowing as just a minus to their account. Mm -hmm. It's not. That is not how the Bible shows us sowing. He shows us in 2 Corinthians 9, you set your heart. In other words, don't let your heart be set at an arrival mentality, be a sower that's always increasing. And then he says, I'll give you seed to the sower. The issue is most people don't have seed because they're not actually a sower in their heart. 
They're not actually a sower in their heart, and that's why they don't have seed. It's a Purpose. surface thing. Yeah, it is. It's a surface thing, and and so when you decide, it's kind of like the arrival mentality. When you set your mind to always be a runner of the race, God will give you the power to run. But if you set your mind that you're going to run it in your power and hit an arrival point, then you're going to run on your power, and it's always going to be limited. It's going to hurt. But if, if you actually set your heart to be a runner of the race, then, then he'll give you the grace to run that race. Yeah. If you set your heart to be a giver and a sower, he'll give you seed. So the key, is, and so he'll give you seed that you would not have had any other way because it comes because you set your heart. In other words, if you don't set your heart, He's not going to give you seed. If you set your heart, he's going to give you seed. So the seed to sow over and above the tithe comes from purposing in our heart. Lord, I want to be a giver. Yeah. And when you give me seed, I'm going to give it. Now, when he gives it to you, make sure you sow it. Make sure you don't eat it for yourself. And that seed will then be planted, turn into a harvest, and it'll grow. It'll grow and grow and grow. And so those are... Those are things a lot of times we've gotten in a rival mentality in so, so many areas. Well, I can't give any more than I'm already giving. That shows us that we have an arrival mentality in our finances. It shows us. I'm not telling you to give more than you have right now. I'm telling you it shows the arrival mentality in our heart, and therefore you're right. That's all you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. But if you'll say, no, I'm going to become this level of sower. I'm going to become this level of sower. Yeah. God says, oh, look, they're a sower on that level. Give them seed. Mm -hmm. Give them seed. Put seed in their hand. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just, Father, right now, for every person who's sowing today, Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for multiplying that seed supernaturally, exponentially, and quickly yeah. in Jesus' name. You, let God. it be returned to them. We praise God for you, and we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace towards us. And, Lord, we just thank you uh, for the What's Right family. We praise God for them. And thank you, Lord, that they are not in a rival mentality yeah, any longer. You, but they are pressing on to the mark thank of you, the Lord. high calling, setting their eyes thank on you. you, and they will not back up. It's who they are, and they will accomplish their vision. And they will go after that vision, and they will have it. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory amen. to God. Hallelujah. Uh, we love you so very much and uh, so glad that you are not going to be held back anymore by arrival mentality. Amen. And if you missed anything else this week, make sure you go back and watch these. Uh, the Lord is talking to us about increase and vision, and it's been awesome. It's Amen. been so good. And I've heard testimony after testimony coming in from all around the world where people are just being blessed by it, and we hope you were blessed by it as well. We love you so much, and uh, watch some more of these videos, and we'll see you next time.